Hey everybody, we have another one of our monthly articles coming out at the transition to December, so be sure to check that out on the Fantasy Daydreamers website. Let's get on to the pod. What up, what up, it's your boy, Big Gut. <laughs> I, I can't believe I actually went with that. I, well, <laughs> the host with the most. Literally. It is producer, that hurts, thank you. Well, it's producer Ian. Uh, I'm joined by Keone. Hooray! And unfortunately, JJ could not be here again. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Unlike an actual phoenix, he is gone again. So who knows if he will be revived, but hopefully. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yeah. Love it. All right. Biblical. So today what we're going to have for you is we're going to have a little bit of news. We're going to have some waiver wire ads drops, and then we're just going to recap this past week of football, which just ended. All right. So let's get into the news. RIP to Joe Burrow. I don't want to say I'm surprised. I kind of saw it coming. The Bengals... Definitely put no value into their offensive line, and Joe Burrow suffered a torn ACL, MCL, and then just in general, an other structural stuff in his knee. Which it's is a the shame. whole knee. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially his knee's gone. Um, his road to recovery is nine to twelve months. Long time. So we could possibly not see him even next year. That's not even like he could be out. He's definitely out this year. He's could be out next year, or if not all of next year, a lot of next year. Boom. Getting Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Another Bengals player, Joe Mixon, went to IR. He's out for at least three weeks. I'm glad they finally pulled the trigger because they've been teasing us. Like, is he in? Is he out? What's he going to do? And then finally, after this whole saga of will he, won't he, they move him to IR. Feels kind of like a like TV were, sitcom. It felt like they were dicking us around. Yeah, it, it, like I was just gonna say, three yeah. games. So he is, missed. He missed three games already. Yeah. Now he's missing another three. Like it would have just been better if they put him on IR two weeks ago. Yeah, or three weeks ago, right when he got injured. Because yeah, I, I had the same sentiment because it's just been ridiculous. Because every week I look and it's like I have hopes for him and then he's not there. Yeah, and it's just so I can't, we I can't were keep always doing this. we were always high in Mixon and unfortunately he's out another three weeks. Um. Juju was injured in this past game. The most ridiculous of ways. Oh my god. It's um it's gotta be added to one of the most wild injuries ever, along with the the baseball player who sneezed at his back out. It's it's like an NFL films like their follies section. Uh oh uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, he stepped on a flag and rolled his ankle. It is listed as a foot injury. I'm hoping that he just was kind of bored and wanted to get out of the game. But they do play this Thursday against Baltimore. Keep your eyes open. It could affect if he plays or not. Uh, next one, Taysom Hill, the ESPN tight end of the week, <laughs> is no longer eligible for tight end. Oh. So he will not be tight end next week. You must put him at your quarterback. I actually kind of think that means you are safe to drop him. I know he had a 24-point game, depending on the league you're in, about there. He, had, he was okay. I think he really got help because he played against a terrible Atlanta defense. Yeah, I don't know what like 
even their offense didn't show up. So yeah, no, it was, it was it's a wild game. So yeah, Travis Kelsey, I mean, still outscored him even at tight end, and <laughs> Taysom Hill was a quarterback playing tight end. It's ridiculous. Anyway, next on the list, Adam Thielen goes onto the COVID list. That means he either it was diagnosed with COVID or he was in close contact with somebody who has COVID. Hopefully, it's mostly co- close contact. Cause... So since it is Monday, that mm-hmm. means. I don't think he suddenly was in close contact this morning. It means he was probably in close contact with the team. That means their game this next week is kind of up in the air. I, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So uh, watch out. Uh, you might have to make some moves because Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are both um, startable, oh, startable players, so you might have to make some moves. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins both tested positive. For COVID. So is that the minimum two weeks or is that multiple tests? They have to right? do multiple tests. Okay. It technically at this point could be false positives, but uh, with the rapid test, you can get more false positives than right. a prolonged one. So um, look out for them. I think this really hurts the Ravens who still need some help. They are kind of on a slide. They are now six and four. Is that good for Gus Edwards though? Or Yeah. Okay. Is it good for Lamar Jackson? Are we going to have to see Lamar Jackson throw more? I think if oh, anything, this idea. is. I think if anything, this is maybe good for like Mark Andrews and hopefully Marquise Brown, um, who has not been very Hollywood this year. Yeah. Uh, next off. one. Yeah. Hollywood. CMC is unlikely to go against the Vikings. Another one that's that just feels kind of like Joe Mixon, um, where you're just kind of getting your your chain yanked the whole time. You're like, when's he, when's he not? CMC is probably not going to go against the Vikings, but like I said, the whole game might be up in question because of this Adam Thielen last night. He might It's not unreasonable to say he was in close contact with the whole team. I, I would think he would be. So I'm, I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Hopefully he's just close contact with somebody and they're just taking extra precautions. Right. And, and we, although we haven't had this for a few weeks because there wasn't, Big in the beginning of the season, and then we've kind of steadied out with certain players being out, but no game has been canceled, I don't think, for a while. No, after the whole Titans thing, uh-huh. where amazing that they didn't get more punished than they did. It's the NFL. Um, You'd yeah, be surprised. Of course it's the NFL. I mean, so, Antonio Brown is playing currently. Like, there's, yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, Good point. Just an example. Um, and then the biggest, most important bit of news, the biggest loss. Greg Olson went to the IR. No! Third leg, Greg. The whole NFL just got a lot shorter. Um, so he's to the IR. I know that wasn't big fantasy relevant, but we love third leg, Greg, here. Worth worth a Darth Vader no. All right. Let's get into some waiver wire ads. Woo! So, and drops. Because, actually, I think we're going to start with the drops first. I think a good one we can drop this week is Devin Singletary. Running back for the Buffalo Bills. He is 72.6% owned. He has not been producing. I know, last game, or last week, this past week, zero points. Thank you. He was on by. But still, uh, before that, he has yet to have a 100-yard game. He's had only two games above 70 yards, and he has one touchdown on the season. Um, His... Best receiving days are behind him. He's getting one to three catches with his outlier being five. 
he's he's just not doing it for me. He's he's not scoring. He's not getting yards. Um, I, so what is he good for? Absolutely nothing. Oh, thank you, thank you so much. I I alley oop that in for you. So I just think you can move on from him. Uh, I understand that you're kind of holding on to him still, if just in case of injury, like if uh, Zach, Zach Moss, Moss gets hurt. If Zach Moss gets hurt, then it definitely goes to Singletary. But right. we're getting into playoff zone, and I'm I'm trying to make my team the best, the best. possible, yeah, yeah. and not things. just hope. Yeah. And not just hope, like, hey, maybe Zach Moss will get hurt and, and Singletary will come in and do everything. Because when that happens, Josh Allen, I think, just runs the ball more. Yeah, he's just like sort of like Baltimore. Their quarterback is a very possible running option on that team. So Josh Allen is definitely a possibility. I, like Josh Allen, I think, is more of a running back in my mind than Singletary, even though that's a little weird. <laughs> In the red zone, it's true. Um, and Zach Moss is sort of coming into his own. And, yeah, like, if you can't score in the NFL, that's a big problem for me. And so him only having one score on the season pretty within, like, the first few weeks, four weeks, I think, it and not having any sense since we're getting into the later part of the season, that's that's a big issue for me. And even when he does or even then he doesn't get very many yards. So it's just, he's another one of those guys who seems to be just taking up space on your team. When, as Ian said, it's time to start tightening up the ship to make a run for those playoffs or a run in the playoffs. So, yeah. All right, let's move on to the next guy. Next guy I got is Daryl Henderson. He is, I don't know why I said that was some twang. He is running back for the Rams. They just played um, last night against Tampa Bay. Uh, he is 74.6% owned. Tampa Bay has a very good run defense, but eight carries for five yards is so incredibly bad. That's that's like non-starter numbers. He had less than 10 yards total, including his two catches. So he this past week was just abysmal. Um, the week before against Seattle, he kind of got saved. He only had 28 yards, or sorry, 31 yards, including the catch. Yeah. But he got a touchdown, so it kind of saved his day. Okay. But since week five against Washington, he's had a couple decent. He had actually, I'm going to say, one decent yardage game. So he's not doing anything. He's. Like, running back, like, 22 – or, sorry. Sorry. I screwed that up. Outside the top 20, I think. Yeah, he's outside the top 20 in running back. He's he's not doing anything for you. He hasn't scored – I mean, he scored uh, week 10, but besides that, he has, what, four total touch – five total touchdowns? It's not worth the spot. They are clearly using other people. They're using um, – I can't remember his name right now. He scored tonight. He – um, Acres, Cam Acres, Acres, yeah, Cam Acres. So I, I think you're safe to move on from this guy. Uh, I would agree. Although, the, the, like that, like we said before, their offense is really weird because you never know who is really going to show up, and it's sort of like a revolving door of characters in a way. Where at one week it's 
wide receiver game. One week, it's a Jared Goff game. And another week, it's the running back game. And you just never really know. Like this week, it was the wide receiver game, which why, we will talk about later. Why couldn't it be Jared Goff game against the Seahawks? Because we can't have nice things in 2020. It's because we we had... We were all high on him. I know. he And Kevin Sorbo, disappointing player of the week. So, <laughs> Yes, bring back the Kevin Sorbo. I will. All right, next guy we got on the list. Um, I was reluctant last week. I'm still a little reluctant this week, but I'm understanding. Travis Fulgham started off real hot, was Carson Wentz's favorite target with pretty much everybody on that offense out. He has put the same stat line up twice for the past two weeks. One catch, eight yards. That's it. At least Mike Evans, when he did it at the beginning of the year, he scored. Yes, he gets touchdowns, So which is um, important. I, I think Travis Fulgham is safe to drop. I also think that if you want to – like, if you want to – Keep him. I can understand why. I can make an argument. He still is getting the targets. He had seven targets this last week and only one catch. That doesn't sound like Fulgham's issue. That sounds like Carson Wentz. I agree. But if Carson Wentz is the one throwing to him every week, yeah, you kind of want to move on from him. That's that's my biggest thing. It's it's like the uh, the scene in um, you got this. The the the, the, the <sighs> I can't think of the movie now. Gosh darn it. Um, the, the the one with Robin Williams, Patch and, Adams, and and Van Affleck, and <laughs> what dreams may come? No, <laughs> Goodwill Hunting, yes, Goodwill Hunting. I'm Jesus. sorry, I was just and messing with. You. I know you were. <laughs> Anyways, it's like the scene in Goodwill Hunting, where it's Robin Williams and Matt Damon. It's it's not your fault. It's not your fault, Travis Fulgham. It's not your fault. Oh, you mean from the movie Toys? No, stop. <laughs> toys? <laughs> what? Yeah, Robin Williams and Toys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, anyways. Check out our other podcast coming soon. <laughs> it's completely on Carson Wentz and that offense that doesn't know what necessarily they're doing. The, the Eagles have seemed to be breaking down. And, and they're a playoff team currently. It's just so three wins, playoffs. Jesus, the state of the NFL playoff system. Oh my god! But yeah, it's not your fault, Travis Fulgham. You are a good player on a terrible team. So that's all. Uh, like, I, I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's move on. Next guy, Jarvis Landry, seventy-nine point two percent owned. We've been saying it for a while. Why do you have Cleveland pass catchers? Just why? They don't pass the ball. I mean, physically they do, literally they do, because it's almost quite impossible for a team to run the ball 100% of the time and be successful. Yeah. But they just don't pass the ball. Over under 200 yards for Baker Mayfield this week. Like coming up or just happened? No, 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 this past week, I'm sorry. This oh, past. my God, you're... I'm under. It has to be under. 204. Oh, you suck. <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> I feel like that's season high for him. Like, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. Jarvis Landry is not who he was in Miami where he was. In Miami. Shout out Will Smith. Oh, my God. Where he was um, getting, 
like 100 receptions uh, every year. He was mainly targeted. I mean, he wasn't scoring as much, but he was still – I'm sorry. He wasn't really scoring, but I, – I mean, he hasn't even scored. I mean, he, has, he hasn't even scored this year. Jarvis Landry's only touchdown was passing to Odell. That's his only touchdown. Who and is, that was who his, is out. And that was his best week. Week four. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Baker Mayfield hasn't thrown for 300 yards. Just, They're not. His best, his best was week seven. He threw 297 yards and five touchdowns. That's a good week, but he still didn't throw for 300 yards. They do not throw. They mm-hmm. don't trust Baker. So, he, like, I... If you have a quarterback that's only been in the top 16 once this year, it's kind of hard to maintain good wide receiver numbers. It's just difficult. Yeah. And I think I heard somewhere that either the Browns or Jarvis Landry specifically is doing the least with the most. So they have all... At the start of the season, my first waiver wire ad... I think was Baker, Baker Mayfield or my stardom of the season was Baker Mayfield because they maximum had, oof. Yeah. Well, because they had all the, the pieces to do well. They had Kareem hunt. They had Nick Chubb. They had a better offensive line. They had a new coach. They had Odell. They had Jarvis Landry. They had Austin Hooper and they have shown that, Oh yeah, they're still the Browns. So, you cannot trust them at all. The only people that you can trust on that team are Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, who are continually getting it done. Correct. And like that is that is by far, I think, the best committee backfield in the league. Um, Nick Chubb, first of yeah. all, you see that man stiff arm. Oh, I was gonna say I would think maybe Gibson and oh. McKissick, but yes, overall Chubb and Hunt are better. Yeah. Like yes. The, the nice thing about Chubb and Hunt is if one of them goes down. I don't think the run game is affected. I mean, they still ran the ball very effectively with Chubb gone all those weeks. And now Chubb's back and it, they're still running the, like they're still elite. It seems like the Browns are stuck in the past because the way they, the run the ball is very old school football. And they, that's pretty much the only time when they were successful. I believe with like Otto Graham, who had like 10 NFL championships. Wow. It's ridiculous but they don't want to be in the modern era. Did you seems. guys know that Keone did a uh, weekly history on the pod, on Actually, the uh, website? A, that's off the top of the head. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. So, I mean, yeah, like they're, they're running the old school, but they are seven and three. So, which is, I hate that they're doing well. I am so happy that they're winning. I really am. Why? Why? <laughs> um, They've been so bad for so long, and I like the NFL to shuffle okay. uh, as much as possible. I think it's funny that the Jets are bad because... Um, it's just so bad? Adam, they won't fire Adam Gase. If they were still bad, kind of like how Houston's bad, where they're like, wow, Bill O'Brien really screwed us, and then they mm-hmm. got rid of Bill O'Brien. And, they're and now they're still... Yeah, but they're still bad. It's like, well, yes. at least they're moving. They're, yeah, they're it's, shuffling it's around. A, they're trying some things. The natural the, process. The Jets aren't doing be. anything. They're, like they're stagnant. Th- yes, they're. I feel like, like, so you could say that they're tanking, which is believable. 
That's that's really the only excuse they have at this point. Oh my god. Cuz they didn't they beat do. the Chargers. Oh, that was scary. I know. I know. They in, got close though. I intern think. Aaron had that peg since week 5. He's like the Jets are going to beat the Chargers and that they're going to be 1 in 15. So I'm sure shout out intern Aaron that they're happy with that. So Anyway, we got we got to move on. Oh, we got to move well, on. Okay. We we I got mean, it off topic. Sure. Ads for this week. <gasps> Number one on the list, Gus Edwards needs to be owned. J.K. Dobbins is out. Mark Ingram is out. Lamar Jackson is meh. Yeah. Um, And you can't throw. Gus Edwards is now in the most crowded backfield in the NFL, you could argue, is now the lead back by default. That purple sea is parted. Yes, okay, thank you. <laughs> Another <laughs> biblical reference. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to the holidays. Yes. Another podcast, Bible Hour with, <laughs> with Keone. Um, anyway, 7.3% owned in ESPN leagues. He's out there. Go grab him. Try to make a waiver claim on him right now. He's worth it. He's going to immediately get volume. I do not see this team suddenly where he, he doesn't jump in carries. True, but they are facing Pittsburgh this week. Which makes me a little nervous, but it's Thursday. So. But if J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram are no, I, I get it. I get yeah. are actually true positives. They're out at least this ten week. days. Okay, so they're almost guaranteed. I'm unless it was false positives, they're like almost guaranteed out Thursday. No, I, I agree. So I'm just trying to be practical. Yeah, just and at some point, like you're right that they're gonna do that. I think that. Uh, I think low-key Pittsburgh's going to wallop them, but that's not a they, that's not a take. They I'm probably gonna. should, but yeah. I anyway. mean, you know, intents and purposes. Gus Edwards is a definite pickup. You can, if you're nervous about Pittsburgh, I understand. You can sit on him for a week, but next week he should be good to go. Yeah, if if not this week, he should probably be the player next week, unless something really happens with the COVID of Dobbins and Ingram, but. I would say he probably has a two-game stretch in him at least as the sole back on that field, except for Lamar Jackson. But even then, Lamar Jackson only has one game over 100 yards this year running, and he can't pass. But that oh, offense is not he, good. He better, uh, they better start running with him more. Yeah, that next, offense is not good. Next ad that we're going to say is, Michael Pittman Jr. I know Aaron mentioned him weeks ago. JJ mentioned him weeks ago. Well, guess what? He's starting to do it. He um, This last week, he only had three catches, but for 66 yards and a touchdown. It's first and, of the season. Yeah, first of the season. That's that's a that's a good NFL game, especially for a rookie. He He's getting flex candidacy. Their next couple games are very lucrative. Uh, Tennessee, not a good defense. Houston, ugh. Las Vegas, Houston. And then you can go ahead and sit them right back down for the fantasy finals against Pittsburgh. Fair. So Pittman is emerging right now. And you know what? To make that playoff push, you need you need somebody who's emerging. Yeah. And that that offense and that just that team in general, I've I've been on their bandwagon this Keone's entire team. Hour. Yes, I've been on their band the bandwagon this enti- this entire year and he's just another part that's showing that they can get the job done because their defense keeps them in games 
Like they got that fumble in overtime, and I know they kicked a field goal, but their defense keeps them in games. And he's been in the top 20 of the wide receiver these past two weeks, so he's becoming a part of that game. I think wide receiver 17, 18. Yeah, which is good for you know a new wide receiver, especially a rookie. And that offense, that team, is has won four of their past five games. So they're making a push for good playoff position. Yeah, Big Phil's not being super loose with the ball, which is... Making me look like a fool when I recommend getting Green Bay's defense. But hey, whatever. Life goes on. It was the best game of the week, or one of them, I think. Also, shout out, um, the Colts actually using Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I appreciate that you guys listen. Um, And since you guys are listening, I will move to Indianapolis if I can uh, be your coach for $10 million a year. Thank you. This is Ian. Um, Yeah, even if they don't say it. The the um the, the Redskins or the Washington football team put a put a dollar in the jar. I know, and the uh, in Indianapolis Colts are listening to us. The NFL is listening, guys. Mm-hmm. You should be too. Yeah, tell your friends yeah. right now that they're listening to to me. S- secret wiretaps or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. They're listening. I mean, Antonio Gibson also went off this week That's too. What I'm saying I like I have the gift. Yeah, they're attracted to my voice. <laughs> All right, next next guy we're going to say, Dallas Goddard. This one's a little bit of a, a cheat. I just want to mention him as a tight end. You probably should be going after him. The issue is he's already 59.5% owned. He's probably not in a lot of leagues, but if he's not picked up in your league and you're still wondering who to get and you've lost Kittle, um, you don't have Kelsey, you don't have even Waller, you're kind of sitting there like, eh, who can I start every week? You know what? Dallas Goddard, probably one of those guys you can go pick up, set it, forget it. So Ron if he's Popeil. available, go get him. Ron Popeil player of the week. The Ron Popeil. I would love if we could get real advertisements. That would be awesome. The Ron Popeil player of the week. Like that that shitty audience that just claps at everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh great. Oh, he put a turkey in the oven. Great. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> it does what? Um, Next guy we are going to get is Carlos oh, Hyde. I, mean, I was going to talk about Goddard, but that's fine. Oh, you want to talk about Car- Goddard? Oh, I'm, I'm just, sorry. I mean, it seems as if Zach Ertz has been completely phased out of that offense for whatever reason. And I know he was injured. But he he is still in the IR. Okay, but it shows. <laughs> I mean, it shows that he's not showing up. Like to games. we will for, we will easily forget about you because they've sort of now Goddard is in hey, his position, and then Richard Rogers is in Goddard's. Don't disrespect position. division leading. Oh, I'm sorry, the Eagles. Eagles like oh, you're my bad. They, they yeah they I, they would be the type of team to come and like beat me up. Philadelphia Philadelphia is like that. Yeah. There, there. Yeah, I mean the only the only designation Ertz has right now is he's um he was put on that twenty one day window okay where they either have to activate him or drop him and I don't, I don't think him. they're dropping him okay. so I mean he could be back in the next three weeks he could not be so I mean <laughs> yeah Goddard but but Goddard is another guy where it's like he's better than the team he plays on. I I think. I hope I just hope the Washington Washingtons win, win? the division. I do too. I I I 
it, the, yeah, it'll be the comeback story for Alex Smith. It'll be a lifetime movie. It'll be like... Oh my God, Ron Rivera having cancer and winning the division. It's the perfect story. They will ig- completely ignore if they win the division with five wins. <clears throat> Coming this fall, a true heartwarming tale of football perseverance. Daddy, are you going to die? No, son. I'm going to live and play! Starring Riverboat Ron. <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> they are not going to let us put this one out. This one's just, uh, this one's going away in the vault. Leonardo DiCaprio as Alex Smith. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Leo as Alex Smith. He's never played an athlete, I don't think. <laughs> After you see him. Well, He's not athletic. Well, I mean, he, they were pretty good. Yes, but... Anyway. Re- we're getting off He's topic. He's incredibly successful. <laughs> we're getting off topic. <laughs> Next ad you I'm what saying. you were getting this week. Next ad I'm saying is Carlos Hyde. He is only 32.6% owned. I know it's scary to add him because they they believe. It depends on um, Chris Carson. Chris Carson is. They want to say that he's playing this next week. If he's not, Carlos Hyde immediately is fantasy starter. Yeah, it's 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 against uh, Philadelphia, the Eagles. Hey, oh my God, yes. in a Monday night game, I believe. Which is good job NFL for playing not like a terrible game. I imagine I'm going to presume it's going to be a bad game. I understand that the NFC East is like the biggest market because it has New York, Dallas, Dallas. Philly, which is Philly and Washington D.C. But can we just stop giving them? Yes, prime time, prime time games I hate until. It. It's one of my They're biggest rights with the NFL. How many times the NFC East is on primetime? It's it's like they bribed the the commissioner. But, it, I mean, it, I understand it makes sense. Yeah. It just It makes me mad. Anyway, Carlos Hyde, if he's really needed for this team, this team needs a run game. And if Carlos Hyde's in there, they at least get most of their run game back. And it really helps their team win. So I'm actually going to say if Carlos Hyde is playing, like you want Carlos Hyde or Chris Carson back in that lineup if you have DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett or Russell Wilson. It just relieves so much pressure from all their backs. And like I said, if Chris Carson's a no-go, Carlos Hyde is immediate plug-and-play. Yes, because DJ Dallas didn't do very well, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's not – viable at the other one of the other five running backs that seems to be on that team but very fittingly taking relief off russell wilson like his back is a a running back he's like the good feet store in a way you know we're here to help you fix your back and he's a running back so it works out plus it pete carroll has been saying chris carson's ready to go for like the past two weeks so pete carroll is one of those guys he's a player's coach he's going to be super overly positive um not kind of like russell wilson who's just creepy when he does it um, yeah, but Pete Carroll is always going to be like optimistic, like yeah, he's going to be ready to go. Unless somebody is literally like Joe Burrow on the field, he's going to be like, yeah, they'll be ready to go in at least a week or two. So you kind of had to add, I think, a week. There's yeah. there's something in the air um, in Seattle. I can feel it. Ah, in the air tonight. I can feel it coming. I don't. Nec- I won't necessarily say what it is in the air in Seattle, but it's definitely not coffee grinds. If you get, oh. my, if you get my meaning. Next one we are adding is Derek Carr, 37.9% owned in 
ESPN leagues. Derek Carr has been surprisingly solid this year. Not not the most fantasy solid, I will give it that. Never really is. However, he's had a tough schedule in the beginning of the year. He's faced Kansas City already twice. That's not a bad defense. They've- Buffalo, good defense. New England, no matter what they say, is still a good defense. New Orleans, Carolina, whatever. We get Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Cleveland is still pretty good defense. Yep. Denver does better than everybody thinks they do. And he's still produced. He still has four games over 20 points. That's solid. Um, and the biggest one is his next two games. Atlanta and the New York Jets. Mm, another chef's kiss. Like, <laughs> Mwah. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, that's just like the perfect setup for him to just spike it into the face of these two teams. Like it's, it's a perfect storm. And I know we love saying that even though the the movie's not that good. Yeah, I will. The Simpsons lied to be about that movie, but that's, that's okay. That's a different story. (laughs) Catch up. Our third other podcast, (laughs) the Simpsons lied (laughs) coming Tuesdays. Anyway, so Atlanta is the worst. It depends on this week. I have to look at the stats again, but the worst passing defense um, the New York Jets are are just cute. <laughs> cute. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. They're We've just like, said oh. so many things about them. It's hard. We're like trying We're to find repeating, new things. Yeah. It's just they're, it's the New York Jets. They're adorable. So for these next two weeks, if you kind of need to plug and play somebody, maybe you lost Drew Brees and you're hoping he comes back soon. These are, these are two very favorable games for Derek Carr. Yes. He has the ability um, he has thrown for 300 yards twice this year. He's flirted with 300 times, three other times, 300 yards, three other, three other times he can throw. He throws about two touchdowns a game. He's had three, a couple times and he doesn't throw a lot of picks. Yeah. Not very many interceptions. So he's, he's a viable candidate. I would be looking at him for these next two weeks. And there, the Raiders are one of the teams that have gotten the closest. I mean, they are the only win against the Kansas City Chiefs this this year, and they almost got a win against Kansas City this past week, if not for Travis Kelsey being wide open in the end zone, which, like, don't let him do that. But um, they're, I'd say maybe, like, Carolina came close with Christian McCaffrey. But other than that... <laughs> They're one of the few teams that have made Kansas City scared this this year. I just don't get it. I don't get how you leave Kelsey wide open. It was like, I, I think it had to have been like a blown play because I know they were playing, I think, zone pretty much that whole game. And then just, I don't know. He was in a separate zone or something. I, I just don't <laughs> understand how you play zone against Patrick Mahomes. You, you pretty much can't, I don't think. But then it's hard to play man because it's Travis Kelsey and... They just have very fast people. Oh, my God. And I know. That that Chiefs team is scary. Yeah, they're the ones to go through. I don't care. Like, Yes, they're the ones to go through in the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next guy we're going to look at, tight end, San Francisco, 12.6% owned, Jordan Reed. I liked him two weeks ago, even though he went on by. Um, like, I understand if you didn't pick him up because of by. I understand if you dropped him because of his by. But once Kittle's gone... He's the guy. Kittle was gone against the week two. It was against the Jets, but Reed stepped in two touchdowns, seven receptions, 50 yards. 
So that's a solid game. Kittle goes down against New like when they play New Orleans, he gets five receptions, 62 yards. This man sees a bump in receptions with Kittle off the field. It's just Shanahan's offense. Mm -hmm. He loves to throw play action plays to the tight end. And Jordan Reed is very talented at tight end still. Yeah. He is, well, to be frank, his brain's kind of mush. He's had a lot of concussions. That's all right. His legs still work. And his hands. (laughs) And his hands. So you feel bad for the man, but I, he, he's one of those tight ends where I'm looking at. And if I'm kind of in the same boat as if I'm picking up like a Dallas Goddard, even though he's let, he's Dallas is more unavailable than Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's a good pick. Up. I can go get him 12.6% mm-hmm. owned. He's probably not owned. Um, I'm going to need to plug and play somebody if I don't have the top four, maybe five guys that we listed. So he has the Rams coming up. Not a great schedule. Buffalo, Washington. After but then, that, though. But then fantasy playoffs, week 15, week 16, Dallas, Arizona. Mm. Those nice. are some nice games to, especially if you don't have Kelsey in the last two weeks, throw Jordan Reed in. Yeah. He's he, a, he could get those. He can get those touchdowns. If you don't have one of those top five tight ends, you're pretty much streaming every week or streaming for the most part those t- that tight end position and I can't imagine two better matchups in those l- last two weeks so <laughs> yeah all right I think that's going to do it for our drops and ads let's get straight into the recap for the week um let's talk about quarterbacks first and the very first quarterback we're going to talk about is Mr. Tom Brady Oof. what's your favorite Cycle on your washing machine. I'm so, what? I like delicates because that's what Tom Brady is looking like as of late. He's looking like the delicate cycle on um, oh my <laughs> on your washing machine because you know what? He is washed. That's, I stand by that. That's getting to my territory of reference right there. <laughs> oh Most boy. people have a washing machine. Oh, boy. That was a, uh, that was a long leash on that one. Okay. I'm also saying he's delicate because the man, if he senses anybody's near him, he throws the ball away. He's, he's, he had a, he did not have a good game. He like, I, when I saw the stat last, he was like one for nine throwing 15, 15 yards. yards. Yeah. 15 or more yards. With two downfield. interceptions. Two interceptions. Um, yeah, they were, it was just straight to the defense too. And those interceptions. I think part of it was, on one of them, at least, I think it was his first one. It looked like he underthrew, underthrew the receiver. I think he was doing a crossing route, and so he didn't get there. Like he would have been there, but it still looked underthrown, which goes to our point of like old man Brady. He can't, he can't necessarily get there. Then yeah, the next one too was when they were needing a drive. I think it was just after the two minute warning or just about to be the two minute warning. It was like at two minutes. Yeah. It was just after. And he just overthrew his guy. Like for a man that's supposed to be the most clutch quarterback of all time. He was not, not anymore. I don't think, but no, but you still have that. No, I you still have the history. You still have that, no, yeah, that yeah, reputation. Yeah. That's no, that's fair. Um, next week they're going against Kansas city. Good defense. You really only hope is that he plays angry. Um, but he might play so angry because he sees a newer model in Patrick Mahomes absolutely just 
the trophy <laughs> wife. <laughs> just Patrick Mahomes just out there being like messing around and just like, eh, I'm going to fling the ball 60 yards. Tyreek down there and mm-hmm. he's just a dime. Um, I, I still just don't like Tom Brady. I'm biased on it, but that's, I, no, that's, I haven't liked Tom Brady this whole year pretty that's much. That's fair. It's, it's after the bye where he gets that favorable, favorable schedule and where he, I said he was going to win most of those um, games to get them 11 and five. And it was within these two games, the Rams in Kansas city, where I think he had to get a win. Um, if they're going to beat new Orleans for that top position and the Rams were the more likely of the two that they were going to beat. So even if Tom Brady plays mad, I don't even think that will be enough to beat the chiefs, but it was a bad game for him. And going to the point of him, not being as clutch or as accurate now he there was a couple times where he was thrown to Gronk where he I think was a little off on certain throws and you can't that'll beat you in this in this league yeah so it's not college where you can kind of throw it in the general area and and it's a good play right certain players will like certain wide receivers will help you with that but for the most part you have to be within a very small box. Yeah. A big thing about Brady too is he has, he is not consistent. Mm. He either has a bad game or a good game. He, I mean, the first week 20 is one of his man games, which like even a lot of other quarterbacks, like top quarterbacks in the league, if they have a, they'll have good games and then man games and maybe like one Brady's had a meh, a bad a good, good, man, bad, are you, bad. Are you saying he's Boomer Bust Brady? Yes. Well, there we go. You're just happy with that? I am. Yeah, he's he's either top ten or outside the top twenty. He's it's it's one or the other. It's 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 weird with them. Next one we're gonna okay. go with. I was just gonna say I still think they're gonna potentially make playoffs though. Yeah. I still think eleven and five is there. They're what they finish with. Yeah, I, still. I, I don't it, like it, but I still think New Orleans is going to get twelve and four, though at least. So yeah. Next one we got is Lamar Jackson. He can can he throw the ball, guys? The test results are in. We we called Maury Povich. The test results are in. <laughs> Special guest this week, Maury. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, how's it going? Um, and the test results are in, and they show in. The case of Lamar Jackson being able to throw the ball. No, he cannot. So, off screen we see intern Aaron running around uh, with a camera following him. I told you! I told you! I, <laughs> I knew it. You ain't nothing. You. Ain't. Um. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has been fantasy disappointment. Of the <gasps> year, I don't. The super Kevin Sorbo. Oh my God, he has his best game was Week Six against Philly, where he had 186 yards passing, one touchdown, and then nine carries for 108 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Calculates out to about 18 fantasy point, or sorry, 28 fantasy points. This your king? No, no. He, <laughs> like, I am like, breaking is, away from this relationship. Is this twenty eight like, points as your 
as your best, I need I need you to be 28 points and then your worst possible week is 23 yes. for me to be happy with it. Yes. You either need to be so consistent or like, otherwise 28 points is, I, I think I'm only really starting him on matchups. Pretty I much. think that's kind of what I he's been doing. I don't trust this offense to. anymore. He's not throwing touchdowns at the rate he was. He had one game with three touchdowns week one. And then after that, it's a bunch of ones and twos and then one zero. Um, he's not running for touchdowns like he used to. He only has three this year, run, rushing, rushing touchdowns. touchdowns. He He's not scoring at the prolific rate that he was last year. What was his touchdown He was the total? top scorer last year. Yeah, I think, he, in terms of he had touchdowns, like thirty six. He was yeah, and he and he was like average. Uh, what is it? Average draft position. ADP was like round two, second quarterback taken. That sounds about right. A lot of leagues, first quarterback taken. Not surprising. He's former MVP, right, or last year's MVP. Yeah, you're gonna take that, and with how much he ran the ball, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, that's oh yeah, that's super good point. Yeah, the one thing that you thought was gonna go down was. 36 touchdowns you were like he's not going to throw 36 touchdowns mm-hmm. again no. but even if he's even if he throws for 30 or 27 that's yeah. still great numbers especially if he can main if he can get close to maintaining his rushing right i saw the preseason wild mm-hmm. fact i went through a couple different websites and i saw this one i don't remember it i had to block it from my brain I saw him listed as the number one quarterback because they said he was going to get 1,800 rush yards and 22 rushing touchdowns. And I'm like, no. How many did he have last year? Did he have that last year? Or? He, had, uh, he, had like, he had like 1,200 rush yards, I think, and like seven. To, like he had less than 10 rushing touchdowns, but he, I think he had like seven or something. That, so and 36 no. passing touchdowns. He, he had a great year. Yeah, seventeen hundred yards. Can't, that's so funny. Ah, it was geez. ridiculous. I am so deflated on this offense. And we were just talking about Tom. Sorry, oh, we're sure. talking it's about Lamar. It's on the brain. He has a game with a less than a hundred yards passing, and he he has like game manager numbers, but he loses the games. Like they lose games. So it, that at that point, you're not a viable quarterback. So. And he's still relatively on pace for last year, but they're losing games. Like for games. the yards. Yeah, for the yards, but they're 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 losing they lose games. They it's lose his, games that they should win. It's his touchdowns. That's what's killing his fantasy season this year. He's not gonna get thirty six. I think he has like seventeen or eighteen touchdowns passing this year. Um so uh, yeah. Let's move on to the next guy. Yeah, we can talk. We, we can talk trash about Lamar all all day. Yeah, easily. Next guy we got is Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I I'm trying my best. That's, that's I am fine. so sorry. That's that's all right. Uh, Tua T. Sure, T T. T He was pulled from this game. Wild. Uh, a lot of the announcers assumed it was injury related. They found a hit where he was kind of hit on the hip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Flores after the game said, "No, we thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was the person that could win us that game." Yeah. So with the he went with the uh, the swerve, like, "Haha, we easily have an out." But no. Fun fact: They didn't win that game. <gasps> what? Um. And who they lose to? Uh, the Broncos. Rough. Yeah. Just rough. So, for Miami, a team that seemed to kind of be that giant slayer that 
that dark horse to win the AFC East, like everybody's looking at, a loss to Denver is embarrassing, <sighs> to say the least. Yeah. Um. Brian Flores, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why you pull your guy. I don't know why you make the switch way early in the season mm-hmm. when Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing really well. Okay, let's not say really well. He He was winning them games, and he wasn't losing them Mm -hmm. the games. He was doing what he needed to do to win games. And Tua's coming off the injury he had last year. And Tua, um, rookie, all this stuff. And they were Mm -hmm. content winning the games, not putting him in. Five and three, I think. Yeah, and then suddenly they... That might have been maybe four and three. Yeah. When they put him in. Whatever it was. And then they put him in when Fitzpatrick wasn't hurt or anything like that. He has that okay game, the game against the Rams, but the the Miami defense won that game for yes, him. Yes, they had two scores. I believe. Against Arizona, he was solid. Yeah. Didn't turn the ball over. He had a very good completion rating. I think he was like 20 for 28. Um, 250 yards about and two touchdowns. Solid. Mm. Good rookie numbers. Yeah. And then against the Chargers, kind of did what he needed to, got the win. And then this last week, he, he wasn't doing well, but then they pull him like – yeah, it seemed like an overreaction. That's gotta throw his confidence. Well, yeah, they, I have no idea. Like you're like at quarterback. Quarterback is one of the most mentally, if not the most mentally important part maybe of the game. Kicker, but other than that, <laughs> kicker, you just get one shots. Yeah, kicker, you get one shot, and if do you not miss your up, chance to blow. Yes, so to a. I don't know what this does to his confidence. It would have been much better if they pulled him after he said his hip slightly hurt. Yeah. But but does he is he starting next week? That's see that's very interesting cuz So I I he Brian Flores is? announced that he is. Okay. But cuz cuz yeah, cuz um cuz Fitzpatrick did not get the win. He did not bring them back and give no. them the victory. No. But I think, especially with a rookie, you sort of have to let them win and lose. You You know, it's good for them to be like, okay, this is what a loss is. I think with I think with the rookie, you either need to ride or die with them, Mm -hmm. um, unless they're absolute. Like, I think if you pull a rookie, you've pulled the rookie for the year. Yes, like you, like Dwayne Haskins. Even though I don't know, remember if he's a rookie or not, but. He, he was second year. Okay, but still, like he was a starter at the start of the season. He wasn't doing it. Okay, I don't see him going back in that in for the Washington team. He is going against the New York Jets next week. If you're looking to play him next week, I think next week and then maybe the week after that against Cincinnati are pretty much your last chances to do it. I'm scared to start him, to start him because um, Brian Flores is just. It, yeah, you kind of this is very eye opening because yeah. before this, I was like, "Oh, they actually might get into the playoffs." Now after this game, I have I'm very concerned. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd still rather see them in the playoffs than any NFC East team, but that's a different discussion. I like Josh Allen, so and Cole Beasley. All right, let's move on. To a man who is surprising us lately. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Really good past few games. Solid. Mm-hmm. He had 
some really... He had a really bad game week two. And we rode him off. Like, mm-hmm. almost completely. Mm-hmm. Then he had... The fantasy numbers were okay. Week six against Atlanta. But he still threw three picks. We kind of wrote him off. He's only thrown one pick in the past four games. He's had nine touchdowns in the past four games. He's throwing for... 300, almost 300 yards once, 300 yards another time, 200. He's he's having solid games. That offense is kind of kicking into, like, gear that in the right time. Yeah. Um, Are you all right? Yes, I'm okay. Okay. He, You're right. That, that offense is starting to feel it. I don't know if it was just they had kind of a hard schedule. No, actually, I'm looking at it. They did not have a hard schedule. They had Indianapolis, hard. I think negative negative output. They they lost Dalvin Cook for like a week or two, which probably maybe affected them. But I think there's I think the most important thing for that offense is one their defense did get better, but yeah. two they're not solely relying on Dalvin Cook at this point. No, Justin Jefferson has has unleashed himself. Adam Thielen I think has the most touchdowns eleven at wide receiver yes. this year. Uh, Adam yes. Thielen is just a um, red zone monster. He's had two games in a row with two touchdowns, and in each of those games, one of those touchdowns like was a one-handed catch oh, in back-to-back games, so which great. is just beautiful. Yeah. Um. Kirk Cousins is really is really starting to elevate himself. His completion percentage has been very high the past seven weeks. Like he's he's doing good things. I still don't think I can start him. I still don't think he's True. a good play. He has two very good games coming up. Carolina, mm-hmm. Jacksonville. He can do very good things. And then for fantasy playoffs, he needs to be gone off your team. Yeah. Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans. Nope. Nope. No, those don't are, play him. Those are a bit rough. Yeah. Um, but I think it means really good things for Thielen. It means really good things for Justin Jefferson. And it means really good things for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. That's- if – if you can have a balanced attack, I think it only improves everybody's numbers instead of like hurting them. Exactly. All right, let's move on to running backs. We're going to talk about Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds kind of all together. Um, they played this past week. The Thursday night game. Yeah, Thursday night game. Kenyon Drake had a touchdown uh, along with 60 yards cool kind of 60 total yards saved his game a little bit they both had eh numbers but both got in the end zone so that sort of saved their uh games so Kenyon drake ran the ball 11 times compared to chase edmonds too they both caught four passes chase edmonds just happened to catch one for a touchdown mm-hmm. Kenyon drake if he's able to play and starting and everything in the league he's their running back yes he's their number one I think this is one of those teams that would work really well with a committee. Yeah, they're one of the few teams. Yep. Yeah, it would work really well with the committee. I think they would do better things. But Wait, Kyler, is, are you saying this is not a committee then? Um, it, it's still Drake's backfield. Okay. I think Drake is still getting the most touches. This is like one of the weeks with his lowest amount of touches. It actually is the week with his... So... It's the week with this lowest amount of touches. Drake has, is, I think, 17 on the year, running back 17, and Edmonds, I think, is like 20. Okay. Um, That's really good. 
Yeah. As a duo. Yeah, it's because they're... But it's kind of like they're trading off every week. Mm-hmm. So, I think their biggest running threat actually is Kyler Murray. Shocker. True. He's, he's been kinda, in, like, the top runner on that team. He's kind of doing times. the Lamar Jackson from last year. So, that's pretty much all I have to say about them. Yeah, uh, it was a weird... Like, thir- this game was weird for Thursday night stuff. Because... They both did well, but because of the touchdown and other people like Christian Kirk had an okay game, I think it would have been really helped if they had if he had gotten into the end zone, maybe like on that final drive. But then again, I think that final drive really stalled after the uh, the timeout called that on that, I think it was like third down play when they got it off, but they still called timeout. And then after that, they got they didn't get in they got sacked on that fourth down and so i think that really really slowed their momentum because it was like back-to-back timeouts which was smart on seattle's part but yeah i think they had the momentum because they were driving down the field and it looked like they were going to win that game but next two people we're going to talk about i'm going to lump them together just because i was big on getting a dm by the way did not get a dm from either coach but they're watching though it is Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson. Start with Jonathan Taylor. Where did this come from? You look at the snap rate. You look at everything before this. It's like they were intentionally going like, hey, Jonathan, trust us. We're not going to play you pretty much for like three straight games. Uh-huh. But then Green Bay, they're not going to know what hits exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. You're going to go from 11-6-7. You're going to go from 24 carries over the pe- previous three weeks to 22 carries in this one week. And he got 90 yards. Yeah. He got four catches, 24 yards. He didn't score. Still had a very good game. Still about 15 points. A touchdown would have just elevated it. Yeah. It would have put him in that 20-point category. It would have put him at you know QB numbers, and he would have had a great game. Hines is still that, like touchdown guy though, in the backfield. Uh, Hines though did not didn't do it for him this week. Hines only had six point eight points. He caught less balls than Taylor. He had more re- um, receiving yards than Taylor. But I I just it makes me want to stay away from the Colts backfield. That's probably a fair assessment because they they can't be they're not predictable. Mm-mm. I think at this point people were starting to rightfully. Put Jonathan Taylor on the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, going into the bye, Jonathan Taylor had only like one week below 10 points, uh, depending on your scoring. Okay. And then after that, he this is his first game above 10 points. Okay. So Jonathan Taylor was on the downtrend. Yeah. Like he was, he was starting to ride the bench, everything. And now, is he back? Was it just one game? You really can't. Are they doing the sure. Bill Belichick thing? Where it's just like, I'm just going to shoot, like, we're just going to draw a name out of a hat, and that that's the running back that does it for this, us this week? Actually, I think that's a really good comparison. Because what makes them, like, what makes that offense not good for fantasy makes them really good in just the, the game itself. They're unpredictable when it comes to offense. You have no idea who's going to go off if anybody does go off. And so you don't know who's going to be there week to week in both the backfield and for any of the receivers slash tight ends. Yeah. So 
but it's pretty much safe to say that their game plan is to run the ball heavily and and check down the ball heavily. Yeah, no, yeah. Philip Rivers is gonna still going to do those short passes and, and stuff like that, and he still goes to his tight end in the game. But what I'm saying is, in terms of fantasy, you don't really know who's going to be like a, a top player if there are going to be any from the Colts in a given week. So that just makes me more high on them for the, uh, the playoffs. Of course, <laughs> but not are. in terms of fantasy. All right, next guy, Antonio Gibson did not practice Monday. Could just be. Um, a little bit of rest before their short week. They play, I think it's Dallas. They play Dallas this week on Thanksgiving, well, like Thursday Dallas does every games. year. So, um, Gibson has scored the f- past four games in a row. He has eight touchdowns on the year now. Yes, he's only had he has only three games without scoring a touchdown. He is a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing it's it. It's all on the ground, though, right? All on the ground. He has really nothing through the air. McKissick is their is their pass catching back. Mm-hmm. Um, what's nice about Gibson is he did it. So the past four weeks, I mean, at Dallas he had twenty carries for one hundred twenty eight yards and touchdown. That's a solid That's game. That's a really good game. Uh, against the Giants, he only had six carries, twenty yards and a touchdown. Saved his game with a touchdown. Right. That defense, uh, I think, is a little deceptive. But we'll see how it goes through the rest. Well, of the they're season. on the field so much because Danny Dimes is throwing dimes to the other team's defense. That's the name Danny Dimes now. Uh, okay, that's what they've tried to call him. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Detroit thirteen for forty-five and two touchdowns. Yeah, decent mm-hmm. game. Enough uh, yards and then, to yeah, and then this last week, sixteen carries, ninety-four yards, one touchdown. Solid all around. This is where he needs to be every week. Yes. He needs to be that fifteen-plus carry. Uh, thank you for listening to me and finally giving him some respect. I'm hoping that he kind of has a repeat of what he did to Dallas earlier, which was the 20 for 128 uh, on this Thursday. It still scares me because it's a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. But I think, like we said, the Thanksgiving games are it's the one gonna... Thursdays that aren't weird. Yeah. It's the most planned and prepped for Thursday, Cause I would say. Because they know it's going to happen every year. and Um. It's also prime time. Yes, that's true. Because yeah, each of the games is, is available. Um, I they also though they also got in the end zone this this week. I believe Alex Smith threw a pass to like I think Sims or somebody in the end zone. So like like last week I said even though it was a super game managery game and they as unfortunate as I am to say this they benefited from Joe Burrow going out. But it was a super game manager game, but Alex Smith is like the poster boy for game managers. Yeah, he is He is the model for all the future game managers are yes. built from. Like in, if there's a spot in the Hall of Fame for like the best game manager, it, like he's in contention. I think it's something wild. This is just a fun fact. Uh, I was looking through Alex Smith's like career stats. I mean, like going back to high school and stuff. Okay. The man averaged around 200 passing yards at every level. And a lot of these quarterbacks, you go back to their high school stats and it was like, they threw for 360 Uh yards a game. It's because they were clearly the best one. Um, but yeah, I, he had a game manager game, so it wasn't, um, the super, super impressive game, but they're 
they finally got in the end zone with not a running back. And I know they've done that before, but Alex Smith had yet to do that, I believe. So this is trending in the positive direction. And I, like you said earlier, I am kind of looking for Washington to hopefully win that division. Because <laughs> it does just, yeah, I would love to see it's it. just a great story. And I would, and I, as weird as I hate, like it is to say this, I would say maybe just, I think it's mostly because of my Gallman pick. I had the giants as like the second, <laughs> but that's only because of like fantasy bias you get throughout the season. Cause you pick up players you like. Um, also Loki, how mad would Dan Snyder be if he had to put a Washington football team division champs out of the spite that he did? That that would be funny. <sighs> All right, let's move on to the next guy. Alvin Kamara did not have an Alvin Kamara type day. He still had mm-hmm. ten about ten points, but for the first time in his career, <gasps> I believe, he did not catch a pass. Which meant that his forty five rushing yards, which is something he likes to sit around because he hasn't had a one hundred rushing yard game this year. He gets absolute monster amount of receptions and yards, which helps his fantasy output. Um, he still got a touchdown. It just kind of is, it, it's just telling. Is Alvin Kamara going to be, is Alvin Kamara really a product of Drew Brees? I well, mean, not a product, but, but like, is Taysom Hill starting going to hurt his cause a lot? Potentially. I mean, it, it showed in this first game that, Yes, and I think you brought up the analogy or the the duo last week of uh, Philip Rivers and Darren Sproles. Mm-hmm. So would you say like Philip Rivers made his career to a certain extent in that regard? The same as like, I I think Taysom Hill just doesn't check the ball down. Yeah, I think that well, I think it's a different Taysom, mindset. I, I think Taysom Hill, when they plan on having him pass the ball, mm-hmm. is there are like two reads and then run. That makes sense and for a Swiss so, Army, Swiss Army player. Yeah, and so they're just trying to get the ball out of his, get the ball out of his hands fast. I mean, mm-hmm. like the very first, what is it? The very first fifteen plays are supposed to be scripted. Like you're gonna, you okay. have, and they threw I think like seven passes, and six were to Michael Thomas. Yeah, it, Michael Thomas is emerged in this game is like, oh yeah, I. Can, I'm Michael Thomas. That's right. Hello. I Welcome me back. So uh, I'm hoping this is this was just a fluke game. I it scares me a little bit. Luckily, I mean they have a fairly good stretch of games right here: Denver, Atlanta, Philadelphia. That's so one of the best schedules. You're hoping Alvin Kamara can start doing it on the ground more consistently. Um, and at this point, if he's not going to be catching passes and he's only going to get 45 yards rushing, I mean, his high for the year is 83. He hit it twice. That's eight That's eight points with yeah. no catches and no touchdowns. He's a little touchdown dependent. If he can't, if he can't catch the ball, he's kind of touchdown dependent. True. And depending on when Breeze comes back, their playoff um, two games are Kansas City and Minnesota. That's rough if he's not going to be catching the ball oh yeah like that's make that's scary once again though breeze is back and he starts catching the ball again don't, yeah no no don't yeah. worry about him yeah it just all depends on breeze really though at yeah that point. let's fire through these wide receivers a little bit yeah there are a bunch of them Q 
Keenan Allen had a monster game, like I said last week when we said start sit Keenan Allen or Julio. Keenan Allen. I bow to you on that one. 16 catches. Just... 19 targets. That I just am happy because it's literally what I said. Yeah. The man's a target machine. He is so good with Justin Herbert throwing him the ball. Yeah. Like it is so he, I think it's one of the best overall wide receivers performances I've seen in quite some time. Oh yeah. At least this year, for sure. Yeah. I mean it's it's up there in terms of one like one of the best performances by a wide receiver this season. And I know players certain players got more touchdowns like Chase Claypool got four in a game, but this is the best overall cuz he got 16 receptions. That's crazy. 145 yards yeah. and a touchdown. That's, yeah, that's pure, just – what more can you ask for? Pure pure wide receiver stats. Just, hey, there it is. It's All right, let's 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 move on to the next guy. Keenan Allen we know is doing great. Adam Thielen. We already mentioned him earlier. He's out. Um, he's on the reserve list now. He's on the reserve for COVID. It really sucks. Um, he got eight catches, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Two weeks in a row with two touchdowns. He's leading the league in touchdowns. He has more two-touchdown games than he has one-touchdown games. Mm-hmm. He has more two-touchdown games than he has zero-touchdown games. Yeah. So, odds are if he catches a touchdown, he's probably catching another one. Mm-hmm. He's a little touchdown dependent. In some games where he doesn't have a touchdown, he doesn't really do much. But I think, like we said with Kirk Cousins, if Kirk Cousins is kind of emerging like that, he can throw the ball a well, again. Well-balanced breakfast. Then Adam Thielen is their touchdown guy. Justin Jefferson might be getting the yards and might be getting the deep ball, but mm-hmm. just Adam Thielen is catching the the, the red yeah, zone ball. The red zone, yeah. yeah. Um, I, this makes me feel even like more dumb about him as my bust for that week because – even though it's like sort of surprised me that he was leading the league in touchdowns, but it makes me feel a little bit dumb now. It's like, what were you thinking? Making him a bust. So that's definitely my bad. I feel worse about that than the AJ Brown pick, but it's just good for their offense. Like their offense is, is schmoovin'. So yeah, it's, it's really starting to go. Let's go for the next guys. Happened most recently last night. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, both, both just dominated it. They had no rushing yards this game for the Rams. They had 37 total rushing yards. Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 145 yards, no touchdown. Robert Woods, 12 receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. I'm surprised that's not their game plan every week. It easily could be. It should be. Uh, Yeah. They lost Todd Gurley. They lost Brandon Cooks. It should be just these two guys. Just how many times can we throw them the ball? Yeah, because they have the talent to do so. And like, even though that would become predictable to an extent, it's like, what other options do they have to a certain extent? Like that, that works that. And it's very rare though, that you have two wide receivers that do that. I think, the stat was like there's been four. They're one of four teams or four four duos of wide receivers to have like over ten receptions each in a game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Since two thousand or something like that, and but yeah, they should do it all the time. And like a good duo, cup Stay farm, cup oh, yes, that's what cup cup gets the receptions and the yards, and Woods gets in the end zone. 
Yeah, that's Woods a, got more receptions today. That, but he gets in the end zone. Was my point. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Cup gets the yards, and Woods gets in the end zone. It's just a nice one-two punch, and it'll knock you out every time. Yeah. Plus, I don't know how many defenses are out there that have two corners that can shut them down every play. Exactly. There's usually like the one one guy, like the top guy in a team's like, okay, you cover for them, and then the other players, you know, you just have to kind of bar- like gamble with. Like, oh, we're going to cover DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to leave Christian Kirk open. But for them, yeah, there's no – there's two of them. There's two, and they're just as good as the other one. So yeah, it's scary. All right, next but, guy we're going to talk about, Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown. Goose egg. Yeah. Goose egg. Three targets? Three targets. Nothing. They are not throwing the ball well this year. Lamar Jackson is not throwing the ball well this year. He cannot throw it deep. That's the thing. That's the biggest. That's just the biggest issue. He can't throw the ball deep. He's not accurate on anything. Um, with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram out, mm-hmm. maybe we can see some help for Marquise Brown because. By default, I think they have to throw the ball more. Sure. Um, but I don't know. This week against Pittsburgh, Marquise Brown is a stay away from me. Stay away from him. Um, however, his next four games, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, New York Giants, that is some great Yeah, that's like fantasy playoffs that's like the new orleans stretch if he is going to turn it on now is the time to turn it on and baltimore needs to win these games to get in the playoffs oh yeah and they need to win these games and these are all besides pittsburgh all very winnable games because even cleveland has a better record than them i think they're so six six and four six and four right now and cleveland seven and three very easily see them go six and five losing to pittsburgh again yep but then i can see them finishing the season 11 and five Okay. These are all very winnable games. Dallas, Cleveland, mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Giants, Cincinnati, no Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's very possible but for them. But, yeah, it's they have to win those games. Yeah. So, I like him for the last couple weeks. I think he's a good little secret stash. He's been playing really down. But I completely understand not having him. Yeah. So, uh, next guy we're going to talk about, Damir, Damir Bird. How do you pronounce his name? Damir? Bird? Damir, I think. Bird? Damir. Guy for um, New New England. This was his kind of his breakout game. He had another game where he had 80 yards. He had six catches, 132 yards. 132 yards. One touchdown. Great game by him. Cam Newton, I think, looked pretty decent actually throwing the ball. Which was surprising. Houston has the worst pa- uh, run defense. I really thought they were going to run the ball heavy, and they didn't. So it was just. Mm. I think eh. they still New England still lost though. I believe to Houston. Yeah. Um, it was. I mean, it was a. It was a great week personally for football for me because like New England lost, Tom Brady <laughs> lost, um, <laughs> the Ravens lost. Sure. Um, Keenan Allen did really well. Mm-hmm. I was happy with it. Yep. I was I was happy with everything that happened. But 
he's still a New England. Sorry, Bird is still a New England wide receiver. Uh-huh. Uh, this year, I don't want any New England player. Maybe Harris. Yeah, because um, Harris did get in the end zone. If you're in a dynasty league, you can maybe stash Bird. You're hoping that he kind of like fits the bill for years to come. But I just don't know how he's going to. Do you have anything really on him? Um, he has a good matchup against Arizona coming up, but I feel this is maybe similar to I think is it Amendola early in the year where he is like, hey, I'm here still, and then he goes away again because <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this guy before. Um, but I mean that's a little bit on me, but still, it's like who is this guy? And I feel like it's one of those things where it's going to be like he had a good game. It's not really worth getting too hot over. Because it's either Jacoby Myers or Damian Harris in that offense, pretty much. I don't see this being a consistent thing, especially with the way Cam Newton plays. Um, and so I, I just think it's like a yeah, flash in the pan pass, type of game. Yeah, especially passing the ball. Mm. Next guy, we're going to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Like we said earlier, he kind of got hurt. Like meme-worthy. <laughs> yeah, he got hurt. He's questionable. Uh, the Steelers still have the most talented wide receiver pool. Um, Juju has been solid all year. Most of his game, all but three of his games, including this last one we got hurt, have been above uh, 10 points, depending on your scoring. He's not doing it to the level that we want him to do it, where we kind of want to see those spikes of like 25 here, yeah. 22 here. And you probably drafted him pretty high, and he's not necessarily living up to that ADP, but... But he's he's still doing solid work. Yeah, he is. He's catching the ball a lot. Big Ben's kind of finding his finding him more and more now. Um, it's helping. Uh, after Baltimore, he goes against Washington, which is yards wise the best passing defense in the league. But then week fifteen, he has a real good game against Cincinnati. Week sixteen, Indianapolis. Yeah, that's <sighs> that'll be an interesting game. Trade deadlines are coming up. You you could. Mm, Depending on how you feel about him, if you're worried about him, I think you could sell him high right now based off of his resume so far. If you're if you're inclined to and you're really scared about it, then yes, now is the time to, to trade him. Um, yeah, like you said, they have one of the best overall receiving cores with Deontay Johnson, who just gets a ton of targets, almost as much as Keenan Allen, it seems. Yeah, he's he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of love. Claypool. Gets the touchdowns. Oh, my God. And then Eric Ebron is a solid tight end. Yeah. So. He, he comes. He's solid football tight end. He's not yes. a solid fan. No, 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 no. Um, let's move on. Next position we're going to talk about, tight end, of course. Um, first one we got is Jordan Akins. People are going to be looking at to add him, kind of pick him up. He had his highest receiving yards of the year, 83. He still only had five catches. Um. He had his his almost his best game, very close. He's only scored once, and that was week one. That yeah, that's scary. I mean, he was out for three games. I I don't. The man has too many games where he's just like ah, two catches, one catch, three catches, um, to where he he really is in desperate need for that touchdown dependency, mm-hmm. and he's just not getting it. I I don't. I don't like him. And as as much as I like Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks, that offense isn't dynamic enough to where the tight end is a super viable option. 
No. So, yeah, that offense is just not as good as they were. And even without Bill O'Brien, they're doing better, but they're still not super elite. Uh, I don't see them making playoffs. And Will Fuller has stopped catching touchdowns, unfortunately. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are really the only guys... Who is their running back on that team? For Houston? Duke Johnson. Duke it's Johnson. David okay, Johnson, Duke Johnson. But it's, okay, it's yeah. So, Duke right now. so only stick with those main players on, on the yeah. team. Yeah, Deshaun had a really good game though. Yeah. Um, next guy, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. The past two weeks has looked like Mark Andrews. Um, he has six touchdowns total. He's kind of doing that boomer bust thing, but he is tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, and these past two weeks, he's he's boomed a little bit. Uh, last week against New England, he didn't score a touchdown, but he still got 61 yards, seven receptions. This week, he got five receptions, 96 yards, one touchdown. Really saved his game. He was catching the ball deep a lot, or at least make, or at least running with the ball when he caught it. Mm-hmm. Um, same as as Hollywood Brown. I said after this week of Pittsburgh, yeah. his schedule is cake. Yes, he has no excuse to not dominate. Even if you want to not even worry about him these past next two weeks, the fantasy playoffs, Jacksonville and New York Giants. New York Giants are a little better defense than I think we've given them credit for, mm-hmm. but they're still, Danny Dimes, like I said, is still turning the ball over so much that the Giants defense is on the field so much. Right. So time of possession is really going to kill them, and I think that's where Mark Andrews is going to shine. I agree, and I, I trust Mark Andrews more than I do Marquise Brown. To be like personal. No, no, no. I, I, I completely agree. I trust them more. I'm just kind of looking at Marquise Brown. Yes. As who's that guy that can fly? Right. Um, Mark Andrews sort of proved the uh, our him versus Gronkowski matchup wrong last week. Although we did say start both of them, and this is this was the game where these past two games are like okay. Yes, I'm I'm the I'm the top three like wide receiver or I'm a top three tight end. You drafted me potentially as your top tight end if you couldn't get Kelsey and Kittle, and now I'm showing you why again. So this is a positive thing, I think. And like you said, the next few weeks are not necessarily especially against Pittsburgh is not the best, but after that it's full on you have to start him unless he gets injured, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Fingers crossed, knock on wood. Um, but other than that, like if you don't start him, you deserve to lose. So. Yeah. He's, he's not Kelsey getting 20 points a game, but he's, um, he's the top, top of the tier, second tier. Yeah. When he plays well, he's like when he plays like he should, he's top of that second tier. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, send them to us at Fantasy Daydreamers on Instagram and then at twi- on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. You can also go ahead and email us um, in any of our names, Ian at FantasyDaydreamers.com, Keone at FantasyDaydreamers.com, JJ, Aaron, Ryan, James, all at FantasyDaydreamers.com. We will respond. Yes. Um, and we'll bring it up on the pod. Like Absolutely. We will do that. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts in the form of a question, and we're going to answer that one first. Guaranteed we'll answer it on the pod. Um, Probably tweet it out, let you guys know. Um, 
guys, go ahead, like, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Go ahead and stay dreaming. Be thankful. Have a safe Thanksgiving. Stay dreaming.